What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Lawami Richardson. And in this special episode of Just My Thoughts, I have a candid conversation with my brother, Jonathan Johnson, a husband, father, entrepreneur, and a laborer, as we talk about empowering the black community. There is a strong need for more black farmers, black-owned hair care product lines, black-owned restaurants, black-owned clothing lines, black-owned fitness centers, black-owned auto repair shops, and the list goes on. By doing this, I believe that we will be able to circulate more money within the black community, and more money means more money to be able to build up our communities because economic empowerment means bringing forth much-needed change. I hope that this podcast will, will give you new information, new light on how we can better equip the black community to really have a voice in this country. Enjoy. All right, we are live. What's going on, everyone? Um, whew, long, exhausted day, but uh, nonetheless, um, we are here. Just wanted to take this time to quickly address an issue um, that I wanted to uh, talk about, especially in the context of what we can do within our Black community to empower our Black community to um, to better our, our communities and and strive to uh, bring forth change that we're so we're longing and desiring to do. Um, so I have my boy Jonathan Johnson. He's a father, a, 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 a fighter for social justice, an entrepreneur, a laborer. And um, we've had multiple discussions uh, about these type of issues. And I just wanted to bring him on board to talk about these things. Um, him and I, we, we can be honest with each other. We, we don't see eye to eye on some things, but we agree on a lot of things. But the purpose of this video is to simply uh, educate those to, who may be watching now or later to, to understand one, that this issue of, well, what are you doing within your communities? Why, are the, why is the community broken? Understand that we have been trying. History has shown us from the Tulsa Blacks, you know, Black Wall Street, that uh, we've had examples of what we can do when we have, um, uh, when we have economic power. Martin Luther King actually emphasized this as part of his uh, uh, civil rights movement. And so I just wanted to have a conversation with my brother, Jonathan Johnson, to enlighten us and give us some practical tools, steps that we can do to better uh, help our community. So, brother, thank you so much for joining me, man. Happy um, to be a part, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, first and foremost, I know that your work, um, you are all about entrepreneurship. You're all about um, uh, being um, uh, financially uh, stable to not only uh, be financially free for yourself and your family, but to empower the Black community. Um, just share a little bit about what you're passionate about, um, what is it that you feel, why is this so important that we need to learn these little, these small principles in order for us to really make change that we're designed to, to make? Absolutely. Uh, I feel like this is everything. Uh, the ec ec economy or the economics of, of it is, that's everything. That's what it's all about. Everything is contingent on that. Uh, that provides us leverage, that provides us authority, that provides us power, resources, everything that we're complaining about, it's all can be gotten from an econ a strong economic base. And so uh, I just decided, you know what, this is what I got this is what I gotta focus on. If you look at you mentioned what happened in Tulsa, uh, and and how terrible of an of an event that was, how destructive like that's not a normal response to black people doing well a uh, complete obliteration 
Well, they wanted to send a message because they couldn't afford for the lower class to realize that's the key. So what mm. do we have to do? We have to scare them out of this. That's the same. They didn't just hang people for fun. They hung people because when you walk down the street and you see Mr. James hanging from that tree and you remember how he cussed out the white man at the store for talking down to him and now he's hanging for it, you learned a lesson. You learned mm. if they hung him, imagine what they do to me. If they obliterated those in Tulsa, imagine what they do from to me just for owning a store or just for owning this or that. And so a part of it is to scare uh, the, the, the less dominant group into submission, into asking for what we want instead of going out and working and getting what we want. Uh, right now, our, we're protesting and there's nothing wrong with protesting. There's nothing wrong with, with talking about what the issues are. But if your whole purpose of the protest is to ask someone or to tell someone how you feel about it, it's not really gonna get you anywhere. We say, okay, we can protest, but now once we're done protesting, now let's collect ourselves, collect our resources, and build something that they can't take away. And and I want no and, I, away. and I wanted to quickly address what you just said because hey, the protesting to bring awareness isn't bad in of itself. But we heard Killer Mike make this. You know, he was angry at the you know at, at the podium. He said, "I'm frustrated. You know, don't burn down your cities, but we need to organize. We need to you know uh, uh, congregate and make change, right?" And so this is the point that you are making. Once this is all said and done. We join the protest, we join the rally, great. But what can we do within the community to really empower and make that change? And that is the purpose of this video and saying, all right, how can we maximize, right. maximize our resources? Because we know that the black dollar is the most powerful dollar. <laughs> We're seeing now corporations are jumping on this bag wagon of Black Lives Matter, Nike, everyone. So you know, we live in a capitalist country, so we get that. But what can we do? Um, within our uh, our current structure to empower it. And you said it, it, it's it's not that you, when you're stating what you're saying about the black man being hung on a tree and the bombing at, at Tulsa, at Black Wall Street, this is his history. This is not something that we're making up. Yeah. There was lessons that we need to learn from it because they understand that wh whoever has the money has the power. Yes. Right? Whoever it's has the power. money has the power. And so, John, let me, let me ask you, what are some things that you have done practically in your sphere of influence, in your circle, to try to bring awareness to things that we can do within our community to really implement change? First thing I did was I started to learn the principles of investing. I learned how to invest. How do I make my small amount of money grow to a slightly larger amount? Very simple. I didn't get rich. I'm still not rich, uh, but it did provide uh, new opportunities. And it kind of opened my mind. So I learned how to invest. I learned the stock market, how to make money in the stock market. Once I've, once I got that kind of sorted out, I moved on to entrepreneurship. I started a business. I started a trucking company, and I've started many other companies, uh, not just trucking. And so once I've kind of gotten a handle on entrepreneurship, uh, then I began to teach the different skills. So even now, I am planning a, uh, a kind of like a grow where we're all going to go out to Lake County and just grow some sweet potatoes. Why? Because most of my people don't know how to grow. And listen, so I, gonna... I saw your status, bro. And I was just like, I'm on it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like 
and, and let's and let's bring it from the from a Christian perspective because we talk about the end times and and sure. and buying land and all of these things. And so we're seeing that there is an importance in learning yeah. how to do this. So when I saw land and, and learning, we don't know. And so I, I was all off. when that we happens, like, yeah. That's it. Like, and so what what we can do, we we'll say, okay, I grow however many bushels of sweet potatoes. I'm not gonna eat all them sweet potatoes, right? Number one, a penny saved is a penny earned. So anything I'm not buying, I'm able to save that money and reinvest that money into something else, stock market or what have you. But additionally, now I've just created industry for myself. I've got sweet potatoes that I can now sell to make money. Now, I'm not saying we all have to go be farmers, but mm -hmm. it's the simple principles. I was able to say in one afternoon, let me go grow some sweet potatoes. We grow them and then you sell them. It's that simple. At the end of the day, you're responsible for your family. Mm. You have to make sure there's food on the table. If all the grocery stores shut down, if all the restaurants shut down, you still have to feed your family. How are you going to do that if you've never grown anything? And that COVID, never, this COVID has taught us that, that we have been too dependent on the government too, and system to provide for us. And unfortunately, those who have been bought into the system, it was only designed for us to get a boost and then keep pushing, right? But yeah, many of us yeah. have been enslaved in it. And so we need to learn. Hey, listen, when we talk about and we say the phrases king and queen, there's a mentality that comes with that. That's not right, just that's it, brother. king, yeah, queen. No, no, no. Like, what are you doing to make yourself self-sufficient that you're not right. dependent on greater powers, but you are yeah, providing yeah. for yourself, for your family, and more importantly, supporting your community. So that the idea of just simply growing potatoes is just a small step to being self-sufficient, not being right. dependent. That's the idea. System. Even if you only grow potatoes this one time, but now you know that you can. That's a skill that you can develop and you can maybe utilize one day if you have to, right? We're additionally with tomato with potatoes, we're also treating uh, training people how to build and work on their home, work on homes. Okay, you may not have a job, but if you can swing a hammer and if you can frame out a door or a window, you can get a job as a maintenance person. Or you can just make money on side doing side hustles. People who need so maintenance of, work. So one of the things that you're saying is that we need to emphasize the importance of blue collar work back yeah. to the industrial jobs. Because so yeah. often we look at the higher education and white collar jobs are glorified. But um, but once businesses or uh, uh, corporations start firing you, right, what, what do you do? You got to right. be industrious. When you're furloughed, when they've had a cut, when COVID hits and they had to lay off 60% of the workforce, how you gonna how you gonna eat? How you gonna earn a check? Mm. I, I can build a house if I had to. If if my if, if I didn't, we're fortunate and blessed, but we have a home. But if I needed to put a roof over my family's head, I've got the skills to do that. Right? I so can, where, what if yeah. No, Go ahead, finish, finish your thought. Finish your thought. I was gonna say I there's nothing that can happen to my family that I can't step in and and lead my family to safety or to freedom. Be it a car breaking down, be it a house, burn, no matter what happens, I'm able to gather my family and say, OK, guys, this is the new plan. This is about how we're going to execute it. And once I've taught myself that independence, as I teach my friends and relatives that independence, now as a group, we all are able to do that. And now it's time to come together collectively as a group and say, okay, we each have our individual power and independence. What do we want to do with this power? We want mm -hmm. to 
vote this way. We want to make sure the schools are doing this. We want to make sure the police are doing that. So now let's take all that we've built independently, let's put it together collectively, and now let's apply it to these pressure points to change the system. That makes sense to me, right? Now, my question is this, because I'm going to go to the root. Um, the one overall thing that I'm receiving messages, calls that I've been receiving over the past week is people just want to be informed. They want to be educated. And you said that you learned the principles of, you know, stocking, uh, uh, stock marketing and investing and entrepreneurship. What was some resource that you used to help gain that knowledge and wisdom and applied? I know there's things on YouTube, but is there any books or any, any, uh, one person that you may have followed that people can you know, search on and, and research and, and read or follow up on to get gain that information or that knowledge? Yeah, um, uh, one book, I read it several, like there's tons of books. And honestly, you could probably like start just Googling investment books or, or investment podcasts, and they're all kind of going to talk about the same things. So it really matter will be a, per, a matter of preference. But one book that I like was The Intelligent Investor. I don't remember the author of it. Uh, but that's one of my favorite books. So one book that really stood out in my mind when I first started was The Intelligent Investor. And uh, there was a guy, Jason Brown, on YouTube. He just had some really good, he explained investing a really good way for beginners. So it's not that he's so brilliant, which I'm sure he might be, but he has a good way to make it sound regular. It doesn't get too confusing. Uh and other than that, I just put in the time instead of playing video games at night and watching movies at night when my family went to bed, I took those two hours to learn and to read and to watch videos on YouTube. And in like two months, I was already investing. And within six months, I was profitable. And though I've lost mm. a lot of money investing, let's not, I don't <laughs> want it to. I've taken some Man, I have taken some L's, but I tell you what, I've had some big wins and now I'm learning consistent investing. So now I'm able to pay myself a paycheck out of my investments where before I wasn't able to do that. I can count that as my right. monthly revenue now as because I have a consistent, I learned how to consistently bring in a certain percentage. And that's what you, you want to refine your skills. Don't do it just. Don't look for just the big, you know, the big, the big hits. No, you want to get a lick. Yeah. But start worrying about the small, consistent battles that you want to win. Because once you can pile up those, you can build your paycheck off of that. Like I was showing a friend this morning. I said, this morning I've made $500 alone. Just this morning, just me waking up, brushing my teeth, washing my face, taking a shower, 500 bucks. I didn't have to do any more work than that. It's not because I'm smart. It's not because I'm so gifted or so talented. I just learned where the free money was going to be given at. It's free money once you. And, and, once you... and John, John, as you're, t I call him. He goes for John, John. He's John. Yeah, he knows John, me. Knows me. Right. Anybody yeah, yeah, knows we were... me before. <laughs> before I was wild. You no, know, no, he's John, yeah. John. <laughs> hey, It's funny because it's it, you know if people only knew our backstories, right, from where we were to now, they're like, man, y'all brothers really. Oh, have uh, made <laughs> dramatic changes, right? But if um, y'all knew my backstory, y'all probably would call the police on me. <laughs> Let's. Well, it's just a matter of time before they do that, Lord. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll regress. We'll regress. 
But listen, what you're talking about is ultimately freedom, right? We're yeah. talking about yeah. a system of oppression. We're talking about, you know, this, that, but, but in reality, what you're doing is taking steps to truly be free. And, and in the context of the, even the gospel, we talk about, we, we always use the gospel in the context of from sin, but like Christ wants us to be free in every aspect, free from guilt, free from, Everything. you know, being free in our mental health, finances, Anxiety, like he wants, exactly, he wants us to truly be free. Yeah. And so this is why I wanted to have this conversation because there are ways in which you can make certain decisions financially that will help you be free to uh to to create the content to to invest in the things that are important to you. And and one thing that we've noticed, I lost I lost John John hopefully I can get him here in a bit. I'll continue but but the one thing that I've noticed within this con uh, especially with this covid pandemic is that a lot of businesses a lot of individuals have been solely dependent on government help and we haven't learned how to be solely independent and so this is why um it is important for us to learn how to invest how to uh continue to um educate ourselves to really make that change. I had to freestyle because I lost you there, but I got you yeah. back. So John, fast forwarding to what you were saying earlier, as we build our wealth and we continue to become free and independent and, and we're allowing our money to work for ourselves, as a community, as one person that you say you want to implement change, what would be big picture and why is this important? Like, Likely, why is this important for people to really educate themselves in this regard and not just what you said before, but bring it home that in the city of Orlando, if those who are watching or the city of Seattle, what are some things that they can do and, and organize like-minded people to really implement change? What, what are your thoughts on or, or suggestions on that? Uh, group economics. Uh, group economics. Uh, what tends to be the biggest hurdle for people of color and uh, progressive financial growth, it's typically they don't have seed money. We normally don't have the resources to start investing. And um, once we start to work together, though, we can collect and, you know, collectively use what we have. And that's where that seed money comes in. If you're paying an arm and a leg for childcare, but sister such and such from the church has been retired for 15 years and doesn't mind watching kids. Maybe you should send them over to sister such and such house, pay her a little bit, and then use what you save now to start your investments. Like, right. Hmm. Uh, you got brother such and such in the church and he, he's a mechanic. He's doing his thing. Yeah. You typically take your car to Toyota cause you fancy and living a good life. But if brother such and such, if he, if he can handle a brake job or if he can handle an oil change, take that over to him because you can get it for a better price typically. And you can then use that not only to bless him and to help him out, but it, it helps you to save and put money toward investing. We have to come together as a group. If we don't do that, we're going to be we're going to be doomed. If you keep thinking so, about this. OK, my bad. Oh, no, no. Finish off. Finish off. Finish I don't say think about this. All indigenous people across the world are a communal people, no matter what country you go to. Indigenous people, all your melanated people, every single group, they come out of a, of a village or a communal type setting, right? 
And now in Western European society, we don't want to operate in these groups and these communities anymore. Now it's all about independence. In my own, this is my property. This is my this. This is my that. I don't want nothing to do with anybody else. Well, mm. we're operating in a model that we weren't built for. We were built to help mm. each other. We were built to grow each other. And because that's how we were built, that's how we operate the best. You look over, uh, if you look at, at like some of our Asian brothers and sisters, some of our Hispanic brothers and sisters, they come over here and sometimes they still do it. I have a neighbor right now. Tree, I would show y'all the house. In fact, watch this, I'm gonna show y'all the house. Right there. <laughs> that's them right there. There's eight people that live in that house. Eight people. Now, I'm not rich, but I live in a decent neighborhood. But eight people live over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Almost all eight of them have jobs. And what they do, there were more. But as they start to do well, they we save, we say we invest, they open businesses together, they invest together. And before you know it, all eight have now got their own house and they're all doing well, but they built a network of strength just out of a community. Why can't we do that? I'm glad you said that because there's a spirit of humility that you actually have to do that in order for you to really gain success. Lost them, but we'll get them back. So the point that I was making that as John was making his point of the family that was living across the street, there is a spirit of humility that one must take in order for us to build great or to be great, right? And to uh, develop greatness. Um, Because we kind of live in a culture where the status quo is, I have to have the house, I have to have the car, I have to have all these things, but we are not financially set to actually afford those things. And we are so defined by what we own and what we have instead of saying, how can I, you know, if I don't have much and you don't have much, how can we make the little bit that we have great, right? And so, yeah, it might be inconvenient for having eight people living in a house, a four bedroom house, right? But imagine the the the, the amount of money you're saving on rent, electricity, et cetera. And as you are building, then the money that you, the the influx of money that you do have, you can then get out of the debt that you may be in, use that money to invest, build your own business. And that's how you build a power structure. And so these are little things that I'm learning along the way. Um, And this is why uh, when we talk about supporting small businesses, it's really the, uh, the, 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 the strength of America, the small businesses. Unfortunately, these bigger corporations are, are hijacking a lot of the labor, but this is why it's important for us to support our small businesses, but more importantly, our black businesses. And so we need to really, and those from outside of the black community, as John said, you know, instead of going to the Toyota, right? And, and getting your car, you know, brake job uh, done or your oil change done, Find somewhere within the black community that can do the job and going to do the job well and maybe a fraction of a, 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 a cheaper price. But at the same time, you're helping that family, that individual, that small business. And by doing so, you're actually helping build our community. Um, I worked, uh, I, I went to a, a all black school at Evans Maynard Evans High School and it was in. The, all right, guys. Again, my apologies, whatever reason, the uh, stream kicked us out, but we wanted to uh, finish off the conversation. 
again, John, thank you for so much for taking time to uh, talk about this right quick. We left off with um, with you was mentioning about the um, your neighbors living together, and you. I just wanted you to uh, piggyback off that point and uh, continue the convo. Yeah, just the concept of group economics, doing kind of what you have to do with people who are in a in a similar economic situation so that everybody involved can benefit and benefit greatly from it. Uh, not being proud. I don't know. For me, it was, I got to get out of my parents' house. That was like my thing. So I, when I went to Academy, I never went back home after that. It was just figuring it out time after time. Well, the truth is I probably should have went back home and I could have mm -hmm. utilized those years of being able to save until I got married. And then I could have taken all those years of savings to start at a better position. Uh, and so it's working together just to be better. I mean, it's hard. Everybody else does it, but us, I feel. You know, it seems like everybody else has figured out how to work together to accomplish these simple, basic goals. And our group, our communities are still plagued by the infighting and, you know, those, the, the colorism and, and, and classism. And, and it's like, bro, we're all, struggling out here yeah let's just add it together I'll add what i have to what you have and then we can take what both of us have and, and have something greater because of that you know, that, you know that's the idea there was something that i wanted to i was addressing but then you got kicked off but but there's a spirit of humility that one has to actually take in order for you to build greatness right like one has to say you know what i can't live up to the status quo and i think the culture that we live in has says well if you don't have the jays if you don't have a lexus if you don't have a house if you don't have these things and so we're working from debt we're working from behind trying to um you know impress people that we don't know all the while to say hey you know what i am going to stay in my parents house for a few years and save up and right. yeah, maybe 27, 28, I don't have my part, but it's it's because I'm working towards something bigger, right? Yeah, I'm it. not trying to impress everybody at 25 years old. I'm trying to build something that's going to last not only for myself, my family, but for my generation, you know, for the next generation to come. And so group economics is something that people can Google, research it, what how that works and what that Dr. means. Dr. Claude Anderson has a book called Poweronomics. That is a Power. great place to start. Poweronomics by Dr. Claude Anderson. Uh, I, I read that book almost yearly, maybe once every two years or one and a half years. I'll go back over it. Uh, but it's just something good to kind of help refocus us. Uh, because I, you know, every, all of us, we all get caught up in the new this, the that. You know, it's time for a new car. I want a Tesla. Man, let me, you know. Uh, you, you and you I get, both, when you saw the new truck. Yeah, you know, you get very tempted to get the, but it's like, well, what do I need? Even our spending habits. Like I had to start taking a new approach to the way I spend money. If I buy a Tesla, this Tesla has to bring me X amount of dollars a month to be valuable to me. Mm. Once I became an entrepreneur, I looked at money different. Now when I spend money, it has to bring more money back or there's no reason for me to spend it. I rarely spend money just for fun now. Uh, mm. Rarely, <laughs> rarely. Like, my wife doesn't even know it yet, but I'm planning a little trip for the family to Indonesia, right? Not for fun. Well, for them, it'll be fun. <laughs> but for me, it's business. I've got business I want to do over there. And so, mm. hey, guys, this is what we're going to do. So the way I spend is different now. I no longer just spend to see it go. I don't Money don't burn a hole in my pocket anymore. Mm. Opportunities are what I'm looking for. So I keep my money until I see the opportunity that the money's going to grow in. 
So it's a mindset that one must change in order for you to really build something for the future. Man, I don't know if you have to change, but I know I had to. Mm. Uh, other people may be able to get it and work it out, but for me, I had to be broken before I could uh, line back up on the right on the right track. Uh, and you know, I was in corporate America. I had a good job, and I was making good money, and I did very well. I I was the golden boy. Anything I touched, any project I worked on, it did well. But then I was still unsatisfied and unhappy because it was all for somebody else. Mm. And once I started working for my family and my community. Man, I'm, I couldn't be happier. Uh, I couldn't be happier. I'm, I'm sure I could be happier, but you know, <laughs> right. But, but you're working for something. That, yeah, that that you are building for yourself. And again, and this is why it's so important. As you're talking about group economics and empowering the black community, like it's not about you. It's about how many yeah. people you can help along the way. So it's not this idea of like, hey, you do you, you you know, you stay over here. I'll stay in my lane. No, it's we have to work collectively to really implement change. And that's been the message, you know, whether yes. it's economics, whether it's it's entrepreneurship, whether it's the gospel, that unit, there's strength in numbers. There's strength yeah. in numbers. And mm -hmm. so I've made mention, and, and you can verify whether or not what I said is 100% accurate, but I was, I was telling, you know, for those who may not be within the black community, somebody who may be in the white community, to strongly consider, instead of going to a Toyota, right, and, and get a brake, you know, uh, change your brakes there or oil change, like to to invest that money or try to find somewhere within the black community to help that business and that business by supporting that business, you actually are supporting the cause of what we're trying to really build and, and really build up our infrastructure, you know, right. and, and that we can be proud of, you know, like, like yeah. people within the black community understands like we can do, we, we, it, things need to be better, but because of lack of resources, lack of money is why we don't, we're, we're not able to do and make the changes that is necessary. And so, right. you know, and one, and one crazy thing is that once the black community is better and stronger, that makes everybody better and stronger. Uh, you know, like, like I look at it like, like, like a group of friends, right? Let's say you have a group of friends, you have a white guy, you have a black guy, you have a Hispanic or Spanish speaking guy. You, you maybe have a, a guy from one of the Asian countries. So you have this pretty diverse group of friends and if everybody in that friendship group is gainfully employed, educated to the appropriate degree, successful, not dependent, that's going to be a strong group of friends. That means anything that group of friends does together, nine times out of 10, they're going to be successful because they have the resources and they have the support to make it happen. Now, let's say me, I'm the black guy in that group of friends. Let's say I don't have all my stuff together. And all of my boys have their stuff together. Have I made that group stronger or weaker? You made it. You made it weaker. If you don't have I've made it weaker. Yeah, that's right. So we as black people independently have to be strong mm. because when we get back to the rest of society and we're all putting all everybody's putting out their cards on what they have. If we're not strong, nobody's going to just take. Oh, well, you guys were coming up short this month. Let's help you out. Nah, it's never worked like that. Where are the Native Americans right now? Where are the Aztecs, the Incans, the Mayans, the indigenous people of Australia? God's not going to swoop down here and save us just because it's a bunch of us. Hmm. It hasn't that, happened yet in history. Let's right. look, through the, look through history. It hasn't happened. What happens to these groups? They get obliterated. We will go that same way 
if we don't get our act together. And this doesn't, this doesn't take any blame off of any other groups. But blaming somebody is not going to solve our problems. Waiting on somebody to realize their forefathers were wrong, that's not going to fix us. The responsibility of fixing us rests solely on our shoulders. And it takes hard work. People don't I, know. Yeah. It, it's, man, it, only if you knew. I got to get my uh, charger. But I'm not that great of, a, of, a, of an entrepreneur. I'm not. I've had to come to terms with that. But what I started to do is surround myself with friends who are. Mm, mm. And they've been able to kind of teach me and to show me and to school me on the areas I need to improve on. And so even the areas where you, you're deficient, hold on one sec, even the areas you're deficient and you're not able to, to do well at, Oh, hold on. Come on, everybody. Bro. Like, my bad. Every room I go into, there's a kid, there's somebody. I'm like, oh, man, I did the whole, the whole neck back. Don't break your neck, bro. Don't break your neck. I'm like, oh, what is that? Oh, man. All right, my bad. No, you're good. You're good. Um, So I want to leave off with this final thought, I guess, for you to leave a final thought to everyone who's watching um, and listening. Um. What are some practical steps that people can do to, because you, you said, you said you hit a lot of points that are, that it, we need to hear. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. We, we sometimes look for microwave results, but we need, you know, the best food is slow cooked. You know what I mean? It's yeah. going to take time. And Put so, yeah, we can't talk about, well, Hey, you're not doing for us. Well, what, you know, you you need to do for us. No, what you need to do for ourselves. What can we do? So what are some if anyone's who's listening, what are some, what's the advice, some practical steps that our people can make and people outside of our race can make in order to really make changes? What, just share your thoughts and we'll conclude with that. All right. Step one, learn how to take care of your money. You should have more money than you begin with. Once you figure that out, then you can teach other people how to do that. And that's the start of it all. Once we can have a community of people who know how to take care of money and to grow money, then we can accomplish any goal, even if we just pay for it. Hmm. And so learn how to be it through investing. Some people invest well, they just spend poorly. Well, you just need to learn how to control your spending. You know, if it, I buy a lot of guns, my wife, she is my, like, she's my, con hey, John, you spent X amount, of, you can't buy anymore. I'm sorry. There's no reason for this. It's not a war. <laughs> right. Okay. So I had to learn, okay, John, there are things that even though I can justify it, it doesn't mean I should, I should buy it. Mm. And just if 50% if of what you spend has to come back to you with friends, that, that's, let's leave it at that. Get to the point where 50% of what you spend comes back as an investment. Hmm. So if you buy a new car, hook up Uber on that car so that you can return on, your, on that investment. If you buy a new computer, all right, use your computer to earn how, at least half of what that computer costs you. Simple, simple principles. And it's not, it's not super hard. We can do it. Buy a set of tools. Learn how to fix stuff. 
I'll leave it at that because I think, you know, when people are watching this, they're like, okay, this brother going to break down all of this. You do, do. Nah, start, start with something as simple as how am I spending and how am I, how am I getting money in return to the things that I, you know, so it's, it's really is self-reflecting and making the changes for myself. And as I do that, then I educate. And that's the key, man. I think I, 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 I'm seeing the problem and it's saying it starts with me, but once I learn, it is then me educating others. And once they are educated and they're empowered, then that builds a change. But it has to start with us. Like, hey, do I need to do I need to buy another pair of shoes? I got 50 right. already. Do I need to buy another book? You know what I'm saying? When I have 50 that I haven't read already. Those That's little a fact. Small, yeah. Yeah, those little small things add up, but you have to. I would I would even go as far as to say, what is your five-year goal? What is it that you want to accomplish? And then learn, okay, how what am I doing on an everyday basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, yearly basis that's going to help me achieve and reach that goal? And so I will just leave with this uh, little practical advice. You know, Google some black businesses within your community and at least once a week go out and support it, you know, because yeah. it goes a long way. So whether it be a yeah. food cart, whatever, just go. Money you would spend, spend anyway. Right, right. So instead of going to Chipotle, find a small business that, you know, that sells that type of food and is uh, minority owned, black owned, go right. and support. Because once we keep the, 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 the money in inward, right, in, in our communities, we can then use that money to really build up and make change that people are desiring and wanting to see. John, thank you so much, bros. You know, to everyone, sorry for the technical difficulties. But again, this is just something that's been placed on my heart. Like, because John, you know that We've been talking about this for a minute, man. And now everyone's woke to this idea of like, oh, you know, and, and now that we have everyone's ear, I'm trying to capitalize, man. Like, let's try to educate. Let's try to get this information. I was mentioned earlier in, in, a, uh, uh, in a later live feed, like the NBA season about to start in a month. You know, ain't nobody going to be talking about this. They're going to be talking right. about Kobe and, it's you know, LeBron and, and the Lakers and all that. And so... We got to capitalize, man. So, John, thank you so much for your time. To everyone who's watching, hopefully this uh, this content was uh, was good. He gave some resources. Go check it out. But, John, appreciate you, man. We'll definitely be in touch soon, bro. Blessings to you, bro. Thank you yeah. so much for the opportunity to share. Absolutely, man. Peace.